When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. Yep, it is. Okay, the NBA's new collective bargaining agreement is signed, sealed, and delivered to all 30 teams. Apparently, those 30 teams are freaking out because it's like 600-plus pages, and they're trying to all learn what the hell is actually in it. I'm surprised there was so much confusion about it, but nonetheless, that's been the whole deal. So they're all sent out. It goes to effect Friday. With free agency starting, there are significant changes that are already shaping the way teams are conducting business this offseason. Season one being the much-talked-about luxury tax aprons being implemented at the start of next season, not this upseason coming up, the season after that. Um, teams that with teams with combined salaries reaching $7 million above the, the luxury tax line will be hit with a few minor penalties like you know, being banned from signing buyout players and some few uh, trade restrictions. That is the first apron. But then there is the second apron, and this is the thing that people are scared about. This is where the harshest penalties come in. So those teams will be unable to aggregate salaries in a trade. They will be unable to use the taxpayer mid-level exception. Um, they will not be able to send out players in a sign-and-trade. Um, and they will have this first ever that I've ever heard of in any kind of sport, this deal where your first round pick seven years out gets, quote unquote, frozen, which means that it cannot be traded. And that pick will actually be moved to the end of the first round if you remain in that second apron for two of the ensuing four years. The only way to get out of that is by not being in that apron for three of the next four years. So if you hit it once. You can't trade that pick for four years. You can get out of it, but for four years, you can't do anything with it. So these are very intense penalties when it comes to the luxury tax aprons. And, Tommy, a lot of people have been talking a lot about this. How much of an impact do you expect this new CBA to have on this year's free agency? Free agency, not so much. Because, like we said, a lot of teams didn't have cap space to begin with. Um mm-hmm. I think the more you're going to see it are kind of the moves on the margins. We saw with John Collins, the, the Hawks dumping his salary um, to avoid bumping up against that apron. Um, you know, and, and the other thing, we, we there's been a lot of talk about how it will affect the high-end guys, and it will. Um, that's why we've had names like Carl Anthony Towns mentioned and why we both agree the Knicks shouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole, why the, why the Bulls are going to have to make a decision, especially with Vooch back. They bring back DeRozan and Levine. Um, can they improve their team without moving one of those guys? Um, so there's a lot of stuff on the up top guys, but another thing that I, I, that hasn't been mentioned much that, that I think is very relevant is in years past, there was a salary floor, but there was no real penalty to not reaching that salary floor. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just basically a fine, you wouldn't get yeah. funds redistributed. Now you have to hit that salary floor There's penalties for, and you have to hit it before the season starts. Um, so, you know, we talk about trades one, you know, one kind of rumor that's made the, made its way around the internet the last couple of days is would the team like the Spurs be willing to take on Evan Fournier's contract to meet that salary floor and have him serve as a, as a mentor for one So those type of things might, you know, kind of 
kick up some dust and, and be a little bit more feasible. Um, but make no mistake, the, the immediate impact is going to be dulled a little bit because some of these rules don't take effect until next the, the next basketball calendar year, which is July right. of 2024, um, when a lot of those restrictions really start to kick in. Um, but teams are being forced to think about it now. And that's why the Knicks value contracts are, are, are even more. They were very valuable six months ago. They're exceedingly valuable today. A guy like, you know, Randall making 27 million, Brunson making 25 million each of the next two years. Like, those are the type of contracts um, that have exceptional value. Whereas it didn't seem like a big deal to sign Carl Anthony Town to a contract that's going to pay him $60 right. million in 26, 27 because, oh, the cap's going to increase, et cetera. Yes, the cap will increase. But now there's penalties if you want to expand and build around those teams. So those are the situations. Those are the new realities for teams. And another interesting thing about that cap increasing, which a lot of people don't realize, is unlike in that like weird kind of fluky year where the Warriors were able to sign Kevin Durant because a new TV deal came in, now in this new CBA, the salary cap can only increase up to 10% from yep. the previous year. So if there is a lot of money coming in a new TV deal, that essentially has to be distributed over several years. It's not going to just be, all right, one year – Here's all this money to all these teams. Nobody, everybody's under the cap. You can now sign it because we all got paid. Like, that's not going to happen anymore. So you're right. Like, this idea that you just give out money and say, well, the cap will increase, so it doesn't matter. Like, that's not quite the case, which is, again, goes back to that man quick conversation we had about just saying, oh, we can just pay him $100 million. Who cares? Well, there's not just a big, you know, mulligan coming to every team, like I think maybe people thought prior to this new CBA. So that is – a big thing. And we talk about the impact on this free agency. I agree. It may not be in the free agents, but I think maybe it will be when it comes to trades that happen. Like we talk about this off season, will there be a lot of trades or do we see a lot of them? Like again, the Bradley Beal trade was essentially the first domino of this where uh, the war, the Wizards wanted to rebuild anyway, but they were going to be looking at uh, if they brought back Porzingis, if they brought back Kyle Kuzma and then they kept Beal that you're probably looking Close at that second April saying, hey, we don't want to be near that. We're a bad team. So, uh, and you had no teams wanting to then trade for Bradley Beal. Like, that's the other thing, too. You had Bradley Beal, people saying, how did Bradley Beal only go for basically no first-round picks, an old player that they were going to buy out or trade, and no young players to boot? Well, that's because a guy making $50-plus million that's not a superstar or a top-15 player is a terrible value. It not and that's in his new NBA. Now the Suns, uh, they they're they're a situation where you know they have a new owner, they want to make a splash, and and they took that risk. But uh, there was a report I read this morning that apparently Mickey Harrison uh, told Pat Riley, "Do not bring Bradley Bill in here. I'm not paying that thing and or doing that uh, second apron for a player of this caliber." So that was that kind of took the mime heat out of that negotiation. So that I think may be where you see it. You may see more of those trades. Uh, if it's not a BO, maybe it's more like a John Collins trade, like you saw earlier uh, last week, where or this week, whenever it happened, when when you will see guys get booed, and you're like, wow, that's it. Well, yeah, because some teams can't afford to pay some of the money they're giving out. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's the thing that 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 fans have a tough time, and you know, granted, fans don't have time to read six hundred seventy six pages. <laughs> yeah. So they figure, well, well, yeah, of course you, you know, so when Nick fans, you know, yes, you trade for Carlin Downs in a second. Why wouldn't you do that? Well, because it's opportunity cost. It's, it's if you pay this guy sixty million dollars, what does that? What do you have to sacrifice in order to get there? And, and those are the issues. It is it is, but it, it will make for an interesting off season. I think that 
the NBA, unlike any other sport, has really made the offseason a true event. It's something to look forward to. The player movement now is a part of the engagement with its fans now. So uh, this is going to be a fun one to watch. We'll see how much movement there is. Usually it tends to be surprises that nobody expects, like Rudy Gobert getting traded randomly. And you got, you know, Brian, Brian Windhorst doing the fingers. You know, he, he kind of gave us a little bit of a moment like that on ESPN uh, Cleveland talking about things he was hearing about the Cavs. That he kind of walked all that stuff back. That's because he walked back and he wasn't to say it or was it because he realized he was caught the fire from being once. We'll see what happens with that. But 